and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry basically every week when we don't have life-altering emergencies. That feels fair. I am Nick Axelrod-Welk. I am joined, as always, by the one and only constantly shining bright like a diamond, Miss Diamond Creek Bomb. Nick, give us an update. Oh my God, I know. Well, thank you for flying solo last uh, last episode, which was two months ago. So basically what happened is um, I was supposed to have a little birthday dinner here in LA on the 25th, um, the day after Thanksgiving, I think. Our surrogate um, had been complaining of headaches and vision changes. Long story short, I canceled the birthday because I was like, we might need to go to where the surrogate is, which is which was in Washington State, and we just didn't we like couldn't handle the birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, our son Raphael was born via emergency C-section on the morning of the 29th of November. Casey was in the room with our surrogate, who is long story short, there, completely healthy and recovered and uh, feels great. And our son, Raphael, was born at 31 weeks gestation, which is considered uh, very extremely premature. Mm-hmm. So the little most people who aren't in like the baby world don't really understand prematurity, but essentially like how many weeks is bad and good. But right. a, a Baby, a fetus is considered viable at 24 weeks, but like that's like a pound, you know, like wow. a baby's maybe a pound at that point, and it's a 50 50 chance whether you know the hospital can save the baby. Oh. Um, our baby was obviously born at 31 weeks, which is still nine weeks early, over two months early. Um, basically, Rafi skipped the third trimester of being cooking in the womb and came early, was in the NICU for 54 days during which Casey and I, and then our daughter Evie had to fly up to um, Portland near the hospital. We had to rent a house. We (laughs) lived there. Um, And if anyone's ever been to Portland in the middle of the winter, I, I'm sorry that you had to experience that. It is, it's like London, except you're in Portland, you know, (laughs) it's just like rainy and it's cold and it doesn't get light out until 10 a.m. And then we're going to a, you know, neonatal intensive care unit twice, sometimes twice a day. It was really hard to enjoy a new city when you're going through something like that. Yeah. Everyone was like, congratulations, like, because we had a baby, but it just didn't you know, Casey and I were talking about how it just didn't feel like a, you know, a moment for celebration because when we saw our son, he looked like a fetus. He didn't look like a baby. He didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like he should be out of the womb. Um, He was three pounds, three ounces, which is considered, I think, micro preemie, but the hospital that he was born in, luckily, thankfully, was really incredible and he was cared for for basically two months by an incredible team of doctors and nurses and specialists. And now he is at his last check-in, six pounds, 15 ounces. Um, We're chunking him up. We're taking breast milk from any friends who will give it to us. He has red hair like his sister. Oh my Um, gosh. 
Yeah. So that's that. And we got home a week ago and I've been following all the beauty news, but I literally like my mind has been so scrambled and just like distracted for the last two months. Like it just, it, it was very dark, but we're back in LA. Um, it's 72 and sunny in February. My uh, job was understanding. My parents, thankfully, were in LA and they could like come and help take care of Evie and then help get her to Portland. And our mm-hmm. nanny floor is like the an angel um, on earth. And she came up to Portland with us for a little bit and tried to find things to do with our daughter uh, inside. <laughs> for three weeks it was yeah it was rough um How's Evie less taking, about me taking the her new role baby Rafi yeah um well I think everyone according to everyone I've consulted on this like she's doing exactly what you know an almost two-year-old should be doing which is like pinching hitting throwing things at him <laughs> but then also like wanting to kiss his head Aww. um you know Casey who she is like obsessed with is basically not allowed to hold the baby um, in front of Evie. Oh no. <laughs> but every day it gets a little bit better. And the, the crazy thing, I mean, my brother is nine years younger than me, which is, you know, unusual, but Evie won't remember life without Rafi, which is crazy because we don't, we like remember, we, we know this girl who's had just our attention undivided for the last almost two years and in her recollection, she'll always have had a sibling, which is interesting. How how many years apart are you and your brother? We're Irish twins, so I think we're like eighteen months apart. Yeah, I mean that's I mean Evie and Rafi are the least, you know, biologically natural version of Irish twins. Separate wombs, separate timelines, but ended up, you know, basically eighteen months or no, twenty two months apart. So. And but everyone's with healthy. Red hair. Thank what God. are the odds? I know, and they're and everyone's a ginger. I'm surrounded by by gingers. Your favorite, Jessica Chastain. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, the good thing about Evie is that it's sort of more of a um, Julianne Moore red. Okay. You know what, what, I mean? what, like a strawberry blonde? No, no Julianne Moore. Like, Sorry, I got her mixed up with the Sound of Music lady. What's her name? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, no. Julianne Moore, meaning it's it's less of like a ginger freckle situation and, you know, more of a like Auburn-y kind Julianne of Julianne Moore is totally freckled. What are you talking about? Is she? We're going to get to the bottom of this. Yes. I mean, but like not in a, she's not like an Irish ginger, like when you think of know, that. Nick. Is that a, is that a slur? Ginger? Um... <laughs> Nick, you got to figure that out because you're really going to cause some problems with your two ginger children if you... I know. But anyway, everyone's good. Um, We should talk about the beauty of us and of the world. Well, I'm a real slacker because I have no excuse for not keeping up with the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. Really? Nothing? What's been... What what has been grinding your gears? What have you been... Well, let's get into it. Enough, Enough about darkness. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm going to brighten things up, but my I'm officially declaring that it is the era of body negativity. Okay. We have gone from the body posi movement, the pendulum has swung, and now we're back to like buccal fat. Sheet. I can't even open my Instagram 
without seeing in Reddit, without seeing like before and afters of people that, you know, supposedly got buccal fat removal this past year. And even like people that, in my opinion, are just quite thin and lost weight. They're being accused getting of thinner, getting thinner. Well, they're just, the, and everybody's like, oh, she's had buccal. Everybody is like pointing the fingers, like, you have buccal fat removal. You, you got your buccal fat removed. Like, what did you do with your buccal fat? I know. And what's crazy is we put Evie on the wait list for it, and it's like <laughs> three years long. <laughs> just kidding. She has like the cutest cheeks. But yeah, I mean, that's true. Ozempic and Manjaro and Wegovi and all those drugs are also a part of it, where it's like being super skinny if you have the resources and the ability to somehow get a, this prescription has made it so that anyone can even get thinner. I just, like the needle part, I just can't, can't do. Not worth it. I'm in the sunset of my Ozempic journey. Tomorrow I take my last shot. Oh, great. And now what? I've lost, I've lost 40 pounds. You didn't even have 40 pounds to lose. I, I hit it well. I like, but all of my pre-pandemic clothes You should really fit. teach a master class because I've, I saw you throughout in all I know, years, and all it was all hidden. It was all hidden. But like now I'm wearing my old clothes and it feels great. I feel like I've sort of been able... I, I don't think I could have done it without Ozempic. I don't think I could have really reset my diet. And when I say I'm down 40 pounds, I'm not too skinny. Like I'm five, eight and three quarters. <laughs> Internet 5'11". Um, but I now I'm 148 pounds, which is normal. That's like, I'm not underweight. I was just 184 pounds uh, or 188 pounds because of the Anxiety Baker Instagram account where I was just, I was going, I was basically eating an entire sheet of cookies every single week, every day, once a week. It started as every day and then it went to once a week. But you still haven't given up your Instapot. No, well that you got, my- a, Por- you got a Portland Instapot, didn't you? I got I got a, an Instapot for Portland. That is healthy though, because that what that does is it just uses pressure to tenderize things. You don't need to like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. add butter and MSG and all that stuff. But I feel good. I think all jokes aside with Ozempic and all these drugs, like the potential for abuse is high for those who have disordered, you know, eating habits or or issues. Like, but you do have to get it through. A medical, yeah, but it's like online. You know, you can go to like an online. They're all called like Evolve. You're kidding me. There's a gray market for Ozempic. Yeah, and you like talk to an online doctor, and like they write a prescription for you. Wow. Yeah. I I the lengths the lengths people I no you can't. It's interesting too. Is they're starting to? I read an article in the New York Times that they're starting to uh, use Ozempic as a treatment for childhood obesity. And we really have a problem, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it's like we can't we can't fight big agriculture. We can't fight Free Delay and Coca Cola Company. We're not going to try to get those foods out of out of our kids' schools. We're just going to inject them with fucking Pfizer and Eli Lilly and what Sackler poison. That's why I didn't get vaccinated. I'm just kidding. Nick, <laughs> sorry, is Nick. that too soon? Nick, you've developed a very dark sense of humor going through what you've been through. I know. But what's, what also is interesting, I mean, obviously Ozempic and Wegovi and Manjaro are all the rage, unfortunately, is the only way I can think of to put it. But I, two of my friends who work at 
somewhat competing huge media outlets like reached out to me in the last week being like, I'm writing a huge story. Like it's only going to get bigger and bigger. And I, I agree, like we're in a moment where Finn is in again. And Casey and I were thinking about this where, you know, I we're both 39 and our like early teens and late teens even is now vintage. What, the 90s? Yeah, even like the early 2000s is like it's coming back, quote unquote. Oh, sorry, so, did I just age you by a few years? <laughs> I didn't mean to. Like the early 90s, I was a baby. I was a little kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I what's it's the music is coming back, the the fashion, you know, the Oakleys, the like baggy pants, the whole thing. Um, and of course, heroin chic. I mean, you know how I feel about Depop style, which I feel like is the culprit exactly. here. Yeah. I, I really don't like it. And the funny thing was I was on Instagram one night and there was this girl that was like, I'm shopping in my mom's like old closet and she had this Tupperware container out. And it was like uh, true religion jeans. <laughs> Who the, did I go to high school with your mom? Like what the fuck? <laughs> and you're old enough to have like friends who have kids who have TikTok accounts. How does that sound? I don't, uh, who, which of my friends has a kid with a TikTok? I don't know, but hold on. Can I just tell you something? So in the height of true religion jeans, I bought a pair and the the, the zipper was so short. Like (laughs) it was like probably like when you zip zip them, they were so low rise that it was like, I remember I used to wear the tightest jeans that were so low. I used to get like my pubes caught in the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> and like true religions are back. This is, but like for a hoarder, like, or at least a sort of wannabe hoarder, a would-be hoarder like me, like knowing that this is all coming back, I'm like trying to save it all for my daughter. Uh, I don't, wait, what of your clothes is Evie going to? I don't know, like you know, a Beyonce concert t-shirt, like in 20 years is probably going to be pretty cool. Although she kind of fucked up. Oh, how? Oh, with performing in Dubai. Dubai. Can I say something? Do you want to talk about this? Do we want to make this a story? Okay. Yeah, this is a story. What's the headline? Beyonce performed in Dubai for $2 million. How much was it? Uh, uh, no, it had to be more than that. It had to be more than that. It was high, and it was, I don't even know what the point, it was. It was for the opening whether, of some hotel. It was a hotel in Dubai. There was a strict no cell phones, no cameras allowed, but of course, like in the days following the performance, little clips leaked. Can I say something about Beyonce? And, I, and I've seen Please Beyonce probably five Beyonce. times. I love Beyonce. Her style it's so bad. Wild Fox and Couture. And it hasn't evolved. Wild Fox it, Couture. It, it's, no, it's Miss Tina. It's her mom, like, no, but still, she wear, like, designing those, like, horrible, flashy Las Vegas costumes. I don't where, agree. Like, I don't agree with what you just said about Miss Tina. Did you I think see the, what the, she's... Some of the most iconic, like, looks were a Tina Knowles originals. When Beyonce went on her... When Beyonce dresses herself, that's when we have a problem. That's when it goes Wild Fox Couture. Has, like, yeah. like what, what is that? Not Fred Siegel, but what's that really corny store that... Oh, the sweatshirts that say kale. Yeah, like, what? what is that store in Beverly? Is it... Or in... West Hollywood. It is Wild Fox Couture, isn't no. it? Or like yeah, Love but they and like, Lemons? No, it's like a store that like Paris Hilton used to shop at. Kitson. Kitson, yeah. Her style <laughs> is straight Kitson. 
And not in like a cool, ironic way. Did you see the concert stuff? It's like this ornate, beaded, gold. Like it, it feels like it's Beyonce from 15 years ago. But that's what I, was I like, want. This looks, that's what I want. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. But I just, I want to, like there were moments in Beyonce's career where she was doing the coolest performances, like, and now it just feels very uh, getting ready for her like Las Vegas residency a little bit. I am I gonna get canceled I, for that? Yeah, I, I well, listen. I want to like continue this conversation, but I also want to live to see another day. <laughs> um, I don't want to. I mean, God, already our reviews are flooded with people that just do I not <laughs> like Diamond Creek <laughs> and Bomb, and not, I don't know if I can get the. This is not gonna help. I no, I feel like now I help. have pick me pick me energy. Yeah, but it's like you look us. at someone. I know, um, but you know. I love Beyonce, and I will not be attending the Renaissance tour. I last the last tour I went to at Dodger Stadium. I think I was like, okay, I've seen, her, I've now been a million times, and she's amazing. But I don't, I don't think I like concerts. I think that's my issue. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like stand I, up. Yeah, you can't like go to the bathroom. You can't get a drink. It's like either cold or it's hot. You know what I, don't I mean? Like, I don't like concerts in, unless I'm getting like special treatment. Yeah. Like, but even then I'm like, I could, you know what I would like to do is like one time when I worked at Women's Wear Daily and I was in my early twenties, I got tickets to see Eartha Kitt before she Ooh. died at the Cafe Carlisle wow. in New York at the Carlisle Hotel. That I like. Yeah. You're sitting in a little, like you're at a table, yeah. you're at a seat, you're, it's intimate. That's the kind of concert that I can handle now. They're not performing at you. You're like part of it. No. And I don't need pyrotechnics. Oh, interesting. I like a good stage show. I like a good stage really? design. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I think I'm just too old. Um, but should we go to the next biggest piece of news? Oh, you kind of, you didn't say the headline I thought you were going to say, which was... What? <laughs> well, part of the Dubai trip was a very weird... <laughs> alliance between Tarte Cosmetics and the that Saudi government. That didn't have to do with Beyonce. <laughs> I know, I know, but 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 that same week, like my Things theory is, there is some like big coordinated PR effort. Yeah, there was some coordinated PR effort where like yes, so Tarte the Tarte Cos- controversy. So okay, basically, you tell for me, those who I- didn't, yeah, <laughs> for those who didn't catch on to this, TikTok caught on to press trips over the last couple weeks. And particularly this one, like, funny, seemingly, like, straight bro was, like, Tarte, co- like, a cosmetics brand named Tarte flew, <laughs> like, 10 or 15 influencers plus one first class on Emirates and, like, put them up in these, like, crazy hotels, like, just for a makeup launch or, like, was, and, and then it was, like, went viral of, like, how crazy it was. You and I have been in this industry a long time. Like, this is par for the course. Like, this is what beauty brands spend a huge, huge chunk of their marketing budget on are these trips. But guess what? Um, guess what? And there was, it was horrible ROI. So I've never been on the influencer side. I don't, I don't like. You've been on a press trip. Uh, no, I refuse. I don't like. You've I'm, never been on one? No, it, was, it is my worst nightmare. Events, press trips. The only event that I will go to is and it got canceled. <laughs> the only event that I was excited to go to was uh, Layla Gohar was like was like doing a dinner with Byredo, and I was like, 
I was like, now is my time. I was invited to a Layla Gohar event. Like, this is this is it. Um, yeah. And then they canceled it. Um, but I going on a press trip and spending like nonstop time with other like. And all, by the way, beauty editors are great. Everybody's great. But just like they're strangers. They're work people. You have to be like semi-weirdly professional. It's like a and seated like, dinner like for five days. For a lip gloss. Like what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just. Well, it's a, I mean, that's what Annie says. But I will go anywhere <laughs> for lip gloss. But it is true that what, what you say, which is that there's no such thing as a free trip. And there are plenty of deliverables that all of these influencers were uh, supposed to like post on their Instagrams and their TikToks. And some didn't even like use the products that much, I guess. Like Meredith Duxbury is an influencer who I actually work with, disclaimer. Um, But I saw some chatter on TikTok where like people were criticizing that in her tripping with Tarte videos, she wasn't even using the products that, like they weren't featured that prominently. And how silly of, you know, Tarte Cosmetics was that. Or something. Yeah, I, I think she was using PR them organically. Team worry but about that. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I, I also like. I thought the era of these extravagant trips was kind of coming to a close. But guess what? It's very passe. I know, but guess who like came out ahead? Tart. Who did was they, talking about did Tart? They, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know about that. I, I think Tarte according is to like, women, according to Women's Wear Daily, Google searches for Tart were up thirty five point eight percent during the week of January fifteenth. What the was their conversion prior. rate on site? What was their conversion rate on they site? They don't that their sales data wasn't available, but they remember EMV earned media value. Mm-hmm. Tart garnered nineteen point four million dollars in earned media value between January first and January twenty five, up from ten point nine million the previous month. So, you know, sales we don't know about, but in terms of buzz, they certainly won that week. Spoken like a true PR girl. Um, (laughs) Can I just say, though, the intel that I received from people that are more recently within the influencer space than I, um, these trips, like, Tarte didn't even pay for them. Like, Tarte got everything donated. Oh, so, like, the UAE, like, the city of Dubai or or whatever. Yeah, and all the, like, like, uh, gift bags and stuff. All that shit was, like, donated from other brands. It's... I mean, I believe that I, I, having looked at marketing budgets myself, like I've only been privy to, I've never seen that where there are sort of like co-op opportunities where like you'll go to like a tourism board and say, Hey, we'll come X, Y, Z, you know, we'll do X, Y, Z if, if you'll split the bill with us. It's smart of Tarte, you know, to do that. But I thought, I thought it was clever. Speaking of influencers, this was another big story in our world. Sephora... Mm-hmm. has given the boot to Selfless by Hiram. Yes. Hiram Yarbo's skincare brand, as well as Addison Ray's Item Beauty. Yes. They I, were seemingly not performing on shelf or in store. And Sephora said, see you later. What everyone sort of in the industry was saying is this shows that influencer beauty brands, influencer skincare brands, makeup brands don't, Necessary, you know, like that the, the formula of put huge influencer with, you know, right category, right for disruption equals, you know, gold. Not true. I mean, was the category ripe for disruption? No. No. And I think, you know, it also underscores just this idea that number one, it takes a lot 
of time and energy to be successful in Sephora. I think people think that you just turn on the hose and you know, you're swimming in cash. That's not how it works. In order to be successful in Sephora, the brands that have been successful, like super successful in Sephora, like the Drunk Elephants, the Dennis Grosses, the uh, Peter Thomas Roths, like, and I and I know mostly about skincare. Mm-hmm. The those founders and those you know edu- the education teams on in those companies are pounding the pavement, mm-hmm. going to every single store, educating mm-hmm. the cast members like doing in-store signing appearances, promoting them heavily on social media with like CTAs to Sephora. Mm -hmm. Like this idea you can just kind of casually put a brand in Sephora and think it's going to work is not true because Sephora demands a lot of you. And in in return, you know, there is a huge potential because of their audience and their reach. But obviously, you know, someone like Addison Rae, even Hiram like is making the majority of their money in other places. So their time is going to be stretched. I will say influencers might not be the golden ticket, but one step above that actual celebrities are. Say more. And I want to recognize the little brand that could house labs, (laughs) cosmetics, the most, I think, underreported um, beauty story of 2022 was the way that they pivoted from their just really poorly done Amazon milk toast, yeah, like launch to a total rebrand and new launch at Sephora, and they've kind of been flying under the radar in terms of like you're not seeing them, you know, uh, make headlines like Rare Beauty, um, but you are seeing a lot of chatter about how great the formulas are on the internet. Really? Elsewhere on the internet. So, yeah. I do. People love her, um, her eye paints, her eye pigments, okay. multi-use pigments. And that's all I know. I didn't know that. But the, <laughs> I thought, I didn't know that they were doing well. I think we've talked about on this podcast how we felt it wasn't necessarily like authentic to Lady Gaga's brand to be talking about like clinical, like clean Clinical makeup or whatever the silly tagline she has is. Um, but that's interesting. Was that her or was that ScarJo? She was clinical skincare, clean clinical skincare. But I think uh, Lady Gaga's- Thoughtful, clean, clinical. Lady Gaga's was still <laughs> about this like clean. It was clean, which I think is not very Gaga, but whatever. Also, asterisk to the Hiram story. Guess who did take Selfless by Hiram, which is such a better fit. Target. Oh, interesting. Oh, I, I I had no idea that it was like still. Yeah, um, they're they're going into Target on February fifth. Okay. Which well, I think makes best of luck. A better. I mean, it's just a seemingly a better fit. Like I would imagine Hiram's audience is young mm-hmm. and is not spending the kind of money that the typical Sephora shopper is. So I think Target makes sense. I also feel like from what I've heard about the Sephora client is that. They are brand agnostic. They don't give a fuck about like brand loyalty. Um, it's all about like whether the product performs. And so the idea that like an influencer would come in and be successful there, it's like doesn't really match the like needs or wants or worldview of the Sephora client. Um, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to go in and be fangirls for for Hiram. No. I do think that Target, you know, makes sense. Tween with their mom at the exactly. Target. Exactly. Uh, 
yeah, it feels being like I need these three Hiram products, right. and it it feels it feels more it feels more right. This is Hiram's second chance, so hopefully he can make it work. Is there? Oh, there was one other celebrity beauty brand piece of news that we I need to at least sort of follow up on, which is I tried Road. I tried I've tried Road for oh you did the last two months. My girl. Haley Bieber, my good friend. Haley Bieber skincare line, which is apparently doing incredibly well, but no doubt, given how often they're selling out, we actually, you and I know that that means that they're not planning it that well, and it can't be doing like the actual. Hold on, don't put words into my mouth. I received my order on time. Um, oh no yeah, problems, but but no it was complaints. hard to order it, like meaning like you had to like log on the minute you got the email. No, not so. Oh really? Have they caught up? Because when I did, like I had to like do it immediately. And then a second later, like... I, don't know, I guess you have to know them. Maybe. But um, <laughs> everything's okay. You like it or no? To Just me, okay? remember the criticism of Glossier's like initial products were like, it's, it's skincare for people with good skin. Yes. To me, this is kind of a rehashing of that. It's the exact same thing to me. I mean, she literally even has a bomb.com. Like, she just didn't do anything in it's makeup. It's a good formula. It's very similar to... Um, I would, I will say it's not hydrating. No. It is more of a cosmetic. Yeah. Which is smart for her. Mm, like, but it needs to have a skincare component to it. I think. I just don't, I don't think Haley, I don't know. Like I thought the glazing fluid was fine and maybe it's psychological too, that because it's about, it's using like a makeup benefit, like glazing to sell it. I'm just not thinking that it's doing anything for my skin. I do. I will say the finish is not glazed for me. Me neither. Not at all. It, it, it like my skin kind of drinks yeah, it up. I agree. And also, my other qualm gripe is that it's really, really hard to take the cap off the glazing fluid. Mm, it's like this mm-hmm. weird sort yeah, of it like has that shallow yeah, little groove. Yeah, I don't know. I find it really difficult to take off the the cap. But um, but anyway, I was sort of nonplussed. I was not super excited about it. I'm kind of on like a, on a kick of those brands that you only can buy in like the dermatologist's office, like IS Clinicals and Skin Better Science. And I'm kind of in a moment where I'm into those, like they're like horrible packaging. They have like plus signs and like anything that looks sort of sciency, you know, like on the packaging and there, mm-hmm. there's always like a gold foil, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a moment where I'm using all these reparative fluids and I don't know, azaleic acid emulsions. I don't know if it's helping. I love that for you. I don't know. I moved next to, I moved, there's an update for everyone. And my nearest pharmacy is CO Bigelow. And I was like, okay, uh, my life, my pharmacy runs are about to get a lot better. Yeah. So I tried to move all of my pills over to Seal Bigelow, and they were like, "You might want to keep them at your shitty Rite Aid." They're like, "We don't have enough space on our hard drive." They were like, "They were like, we can't get vibe. We can't. We basically can't get controlled substances." <laughs> and I was like, "You can't get any of my pills." Like, <laughs> They're like, "This is so, really, um, literally, like a Disneyland version of a pharmacy." This is no. They have a full on pharmacy. Have, we don't deal on the. They don't deal on the hard stuff. Clearly, they don't. Yeah, well, they don't. And so they're like, do you need any antibiotics? I'm like, no, not today. I just need my Vyvanse and my Clonopin and my, uh, what else do I take? Dexatroamphetamine, which for, I don't know why I'm prescribed to both. Sounds- I, somebody should 
do something <laughs> about this. But so I so I do go in there and I do buy the skincare though on the way to the pharmacy in the back, which is like incredibly smart of them. Like the CO Bigelow skincare. Uh no, they have like so many different brands. I mean, it really is it's like Zitimer. Yeah. It's it's almost like, like Zitimer. Yeah. Zitimer is it is superior. It's but, almost um, like a Ricky's. No, Nick, it's not like a Ricky's. They carry Costa Brazil. They carry um, Barbara Sturm. Literally everyone and their mother carries Barbara Sturm. I've never not seen Barbara Sturm in a beauty store. Have you? No. In other news, and I thought this was actually interesting just because it gives you a kind of little scoop into what's to come in beauty, is that Caring, the French conglomerate that owns Balenciaga, Etc. They they're making moves in beauty. They just hired a woman named Raffaella Cornagia um, to be the CEO of Caring Beauté, which is a new division and a new position. And she was most recently like a big wig at Estee Lauder. She uh, was the international senior vice president and general manager of Estee Lauder and Erin, the fragrance brand, at Lauder. And so Caring hired her to run their beauty business. And in this Women's Wear Daily article, what is sort of revealed is that she is tasked with developing beauty brands for mm-hmm. Bottega Veneta, Balenciaga, Amazing. Alexander McQueen, Pomolato, and something called Keelan, Q-E-E-L-I-N. That seems like a lot. Yeah. At first I was excited. Now I'm a little like, that's why. Why? Though there was nothing, I guess, mentioned in uh, as it pertains to Gucci and Yves Saint Laurent, which are also carrying brands, I think probably because Yves Saint Laurent is L'Oreal, like they have the license, mm-hmm. and Gucci is doing. I, I mean, obviously, I think things will change now that Alessandro Michele is no longer. But anyway, interesting Balenciaga beauty. Um, but did I tell you that I do love the Gucci makeup? I love the bronzer, not so much, but I love, I love the <sighs> lipstick. They're, are they lipsticks. like obscenely expensive or are they normal? They're like 40, they range like Tom $40. Ford. Yeah, I think Tom Ford's a little bit more. It's like a Gucci candle, like they have housewares and homewares. Gucci candles are like $385. I feel like, I think that's a different team. Maybe. I just thought the Gucci beauty stuff was like also, is it only sold in Gucci stores or can you get it? No, it's at Sephora. Oh, it is? It's Sephora, baby. Yeah. I, I, and so the, the lipsticks are good. I have to tell everyone too about, um, a foundation. I never have foundation recommendations. I've always just used, well, either not foundation at all, or I've used skin tint, um, which they changed. Did you know that they changed the formula on me? Glossier skin tint? Like, I should have gotten, like, some sort of notice, like, because literally the shade medium, I'm the medium girl. I'm the, I am medium. I am the medium girl. It's like you're the brow from boy brow. You're also the medium from medium. I'm the medium girl, and they changed it, and now it's pink. Mm. Well, now, first of all, medium doesn't even exist anymore. It's like G9, G7, G... And I will say... Right, because I it's like medium according to who? <laughs> that I'm the medium girl. <laughs> I am quite fair. <laughs> um, but it, they totally... I mean, it was li- my exact color. Undertones, like, not too pink, not too yellow, like, enough... Uh, slightly olive especially in the skin tint. Yeah, it's gone. It's totally gone. The formula changed. I, Did you find a new color or you haven't even, you've been too upset? They sent me, they sent me a new, they were like, well, you need this shade instead. They sent it to me and I was, it wasn't, it wasn't it. So what's your new recommendation? And by the way, now we're in product of the week. 
My new recommendation is, well, my favorite foundation alternative for the longest time has been RMS Uncover Up Shade 11. They just launched a foundation and it is really fucking good. Really, really great coverage, dewy, lightweight. Be careful what you layer it over. You, it can't go over anything with like silicones in it. I tried it over the human race moisturizer. Big mistake. No. You have to use it over like a like a fluid moisturizer with some like oil in it, you know, that can kind of stick. The road products are good underneath it. Okay. Um, Dew skin is good underneath it. Um, they even have a, their own primer, which I bought. It's fine. But you have to get it. You have to try it. It comes in a lot of shades, I think, from what I remember. What is it called? The blur. It's the only foundation that RMS, RMS makes. RMS Foundation. Okay. RMS Foundation. My product of the week is, okay, hear me out. A little brand that I don't think we've ever talked about, UGG. <laughs> so when I went to Portland for two months, um, I didn't. I don't have any winter clothes anymore, so I had to quickly get some like warm, cozy clothes. They don't fit. Uh, the and they probably wouldn't fit if I even had them. But uh, I went, of course, directly to UGG.com to sort of figure out what I could, you know, what I could find, and I found this pair. It is the Tasman, T-A-S-M-A-N. That's like the style. They have a version of the Tasman, which is called LTA. It is like kind of a puffer jacket meets an uh, Ugg moccasin, like a puffer version mm -hmm. of an Ugg moccasin. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. They come in moss green, black, a super bright fuchsia pink, and a super bright yellow. I got the pink ones, uh, size 12 women's, which is a size 10 men's. And every single place I went, I got compliments on these shoes. Now, either that means that they're horrible looking and that they're just the first thing you notice because they're so bad, or, I mean, they're the best. And I like to think it's the latter um, because I'm obsessed with them. They're bright pink, they're happy, they're puffy, they're um, cute. And I like... They look like those Proenza, like, yeah, like guppy worm Yeah, shoes. but it's the look for less. Mm, I love that. $110, UGG.com. I have a question. If you wear UGG clothing, if you if you have ever, like, purchased full price UGG clothing, like, if you own more than two, more no, if you own any UGG clothing, can you write to us at hiaeyewitnessbeauty.com and, like, expose yourself? Yes. I mean, not, like, don't send us a, a nude, but, like... I just, I'm just curious of like who is buying <laughs> UGG clothing. Speaking of which, um, I saw UGG home like products yesterday because I was in what I guess next to Portland is the most depressing place I've ever been, which is a Bed Bath & Beyond in 2023. I didn't realize this, but they declared bankruptcy. It was so depressing. They were basically like, it was like tumbleweeds and then a few you know, fake fur Ugg duvets. And I was like, huh, who's like buying this? I don't get it. Oh, I thought you had an end of your story. No, I was just like, there's Ugg home, you know, like Ugg sheets. You can buy Ugg sheets. You know who also makes home homeware? Who? James Purse. Yeah, but that's like really expensive. I know, but... Who's buying who's it? Who's buying this? I think like really rich people in Malibu. But they're buying Jenny Kane home. And probably James, like the older, Jenny Kane is a probably like, you know, 35 to 45-year-old person. I think James Purse is like a 45 to 55-year-old person. Interesting. 
What are we forgetting to talk about? I feel like we're not really covering all of well, the most. Well, I, I say better, you know, to quote Sheryl Sandberg, <laughs> better done than perfect. You know what I, you know what I mean? So like we're back on a weekly we basis. We are back. We did it. We did it. We, we did committed it. to it. We're back for you. We're both about to try aura rings and find out how, yeah. and we're going to compare notes about we're our gonna sleep. We're going to go on this journey together. So this is going to be a fun journey, but we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I've got to go. I have so many people in my house now. I have to go deal with them one by one. I'm not going to kill them. Oh, don't do that. I won't. Um, okay. But Eyewitness Beauty is the best. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, we'll talk about big beauty stories next week as well. Cover anything we forgot to cover this time. I'm Nick Axelrod-Welk, Diamond Creek Bomb, Nick at HighWitnessBeauty.com, Annie at EyewitnessBeauty.com, produced by Wes Haas, who's amazing. We love him. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year. Be safe, you guys. Sign up for our Patreon because we're still paying for this out of our pockets. We still haven't had a sponsored moment of this podcast and we still haven't gotten the money out of our patreon yes, account we need to figure so, that out as well <laughs> that, that's like our it's like an escrow for um give your give your buccal fat a little pat for yeah. me and nick love your buccal fat and we'll talk to you All next right. week bye bye, bye.